So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the real estate marketing dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. Uh, folks, we have quite the reward for you today. Um, <laughs> no pun intended, Caroline. Um, but what we're going to be chatting about, folks, you guys are all running around with your heads cut off. This is a time that you have to go back and like build, run your business like a business. No business exists without systems in place. If you don't have systems in place, you're not running a business. You're just another salesperson with their fucking head cut off. And you're running around making sense of nothing. Folks, if you want to, right now is the time that um, while the market sort of changed and revamped, this is when you actually focus on those systems. But everyone always asks me, Mike, what's a system? What's a system? What's a system? A system is something you repeat in your business with each and every client each and every month. Just like McDonald's makes their burgers. The reason why they taste the same no matter what fucking McDonald's you go to is because they have a system to how they make their food. That's what defines their business. Unfortunately, real estate agents don't have enough systems in their business. And that's why the service doesn't stick with anyone and why 90% of the people forget what you do for a living because when you're working with them, there's nothing you're doing to make them say, wow, that person is a shit. So what we're going to do is bring on the queen of systems. I just met her a couple of minutes ago. She's pretty damn impressive. Um, she's got like a system for everything. And I told her, I don't want to know anymore. I just want to hit record. And I want you to tell us the systems that you implement with your agents in your office that has them all so productive. What is it you're doing? Because while everyone else is sort of floundering in the water and treading water right now, you're crushing it. And yeah. it's not because of like you got lucky. It's because you got your shit together and you have systems and people are returning to those systems despite market conditions. So I think I'm going to call this show something about systems, but without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, Ms. Caroline Hobbs. How are you, Caroline? Great, great. Thanks for having me. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit who you are, where are you from, and what the hell are we going to talk about today? Yeah, so my name is Caroline Hobbs. I am here in Silicon Valley, San Jose, California. Um, I've been selling homes for about 15 years now, and I started Reward Realty. Um, April will be 11 years. So um, we've got some longevity. Uh, we've learned a lot in, in all this time and uh, have really learned um, about all the benefits of technology and leveraging systems to automate tasks so that you can provide a high, higher level of customer experience for each and every single one of your clients. Thank you. No one talks about the experience for customers at all. Like you got, it, nobody talks about it. Like if people aren't saying wow about working with you, like you don't have a business, you guys, and you won't have a business. So yeah. I want to start at the beginning with you. Um, you have a, a brokerage. How many, do you run your brokerage like a team or do you guys run it like a brokerage? And is everyone sort of on the same system that's within your office? Um, most people within the brokerage are on my team. I do have some individual agents, but that being said, we do kind of run it as more of a team. Okay. Um, you know, my whole goal in starting the brokerage was to create something that was really agent friendly. I felt like a lot of the large corporate brokerages um, didn't really offer opportunity to um, lean into your own like individual superpowers and 
create a lot of self-expression or, um, you know, differentiate your business from other people. They want you to be the company person and just copy, paste, repeat, copy, paste, repeat with every single one of their agents. And the fact of the matter is, is relationship is a relation or real estate is a relationship business. So if you are not in the business of making friends and meeting people and being able to communicate with people, then you're in the wrong field. Agreed. So let's get into um, the systems because uh, I don't think anyone has them. Um, let's start with just in general, like for individual agents out there. Um, I have a question for you first. Shoot. How many times have you built systems and torn down again? Well, every day. I mean, that's basically what I always do. I always just perfect a system. It's never done. It's always fucking working. I'm literally building three or four different systems right now for our video clients so that they can have a better client experience. It never stops. The day you stop is the day you um, get beat by your competitor um, is what I believe. So I don't think you can stop. I 100% agree. There's always new technologies. There's always new things out there that can help improve your current workflow. So I think that that's one of the areas that a lot of people um, struggle with is they think, okay, I'm going to spend January focusing on building my systems for the year. And then, and then the rest of the year, they don't pay attention to what they're doing. They don't even think twice about what their systems are. Um, and to me, that's kind of how you get left behind. That's the first step of needing to burn things down again is when you become complacent in an area. And so for me and my team um, and with all of my agents, one of the things I tell them is if you're doing anything twice, if you're putting the information into the database more than twice, you're being inefficient. And so let's figure out how we kind of roto-rooter it, so to speak, to create uh, a more automated process because we're all human and we all have lives. We are working because we enjoy the field that we're in. And this is where we have found some passion to spend a lot of our time and, and build our careers, but we're not doing this for fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, we are all business people. And I think that with real estate, because of the social side of it, people forget that. And so, um, for example, um, you know, making sure that each and every experience from the time that the lead comes into your database to the language that you're using to reach out to them, whether it's a video, a text message, just a plain email with with script, each and every route that you, like each method of communication is going to leave a different taste in the person's mouth. And really what you're doing when you're communicating with um, new leads as they come in is you're introducing yourself. So that's where we start is when you're looking at building systems, you want to start with your action plans and your action items from the time that a lead comes into your database, defining them for who they are, what their interests are, how you can help them. Because at the end of the day, they didn't give you your contact, their contact information for you to harass them on things that they're not interested in. It needs to be an ex- even exchange of information and they need to see the value that you bring to the table if you want the relationship to progress. So right um, here on, so we're talking about a lead system here and basically, well, here's, here's what most people do. They don't, one, they don't have a system. So they'll get a lead and then they'll just follow up via maybe mm-hmm. phone. They might send a text. 
you might do that for two or three days in a row, but then all of a sudden it just, you just forget. And that this is what we're talking about. There's no system. So it's gotta be like, literally every lead has the same experience. That's what you're saying here, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, not every lead is going to pick up even when they were just on the computer or on their cell phones, making the requests, not everyone's going to pick up, like say that you are the, you know, type A agent lead comes in, you call them within a couple minutes so that you get that higher, you know, client retention. And um, they don't pick up. So, you know, maybe they put a bad email down or a bad phone number. Is that it? Like, what else can we do? Because at the end of the day, you know, if you're a team leader or not a team leader and just an agent purchasing leads from a marketing company or whatever, knowing your numbers, understanding your CPU, your cost per click, um, the return that you're having on that is really, really important. And the reason why it's important is obviously we want to know what what marketing sources are working for us and helping us build our business and what is not. And so the only way that you're going to be able to do that is using the damn system and following up with your leads. Talk to them. Like I said, you didn't get into this business just for fun to make friends. You you got into the business to make money. And so you need to make sure that you're communicating with people in a way that they understand, in a way that they can catch on. And so personal touches like um, friend requests going out, um, you know, following up three on a 360 level with market reports instead of just, just checking up. I swear to God, anytime I get an email that's like just following up with you, I I literally I immediately delete. What, I what, need- what should, that's a good, uh, uh, just speaking on that, what should that context be when somebody wants to check in? Hey, you ready to get in the car to start looking so I can make a commission check? Um, how do you say that? I sent him a property. What do you think of this? Have you, did you see that this home just came on the market? Oh, no. And, and then you find out their intentions as well. You know, um, like it. give them something of value. Like, don't just waste their time. Um, I think one of the other things, there's an author, his name is Phil Jones. And one of the things that he does really well, we, um, we refer to his book as the Bible in our office. And the reason is, is he really helps you frame the mindset of not asking yes or no questions, because at the end of the day, how easy is it to say, to brush someone off and just be like, oh yeah, yeah. And you don't even know what they said. Yep. They don't remember either. No, no, they literally have no clue. You left zero impression, but you say, what's your experience in selling a home? Then you understand, have they ever sold a home before? Have they ever gone through the process? How deep does this conversation need to dive in order for me to build that rapport? Because at the end of the day, people work with people that they know, like, and trust. Walk me through Walk me through your actual, I want to, I want to go, I want to live in your world. I want to go and I'm a lead. I just entered into my information and came through whatever lead source on your system. Walk me through what happens next. Cause it sounds like every one of your agents are on the same thing and it's the consistency and the conformity that creates the results, right? Um, If everyone was doing something different, you'd never be able to measure, would you? Then you wouldn't be able to make those adjustments that you talked about earlier. And then you can't, right? It just doesn't work. So walk me through this. Cause I think this is good. I want, People, this is let's define what your system is from a new lead and 
I'll ask from there. So newly comes into your world. Hey, Caroline, Reworld Realty, I might be buying or selling. I don't know. I just came in. I'm looking to yeah. see my home's value worth. What happens to me next? Depending on the lead, if it's a direct connection or not, that kind of changes it. Um, also, every single new lead gets immediately set up onto a drip system. If it's the seller lead, they get on the property valuation monthly email immediately. So Done. right off the bat, three choose your own adventures can happen upon a lead. One, was it a referral? If it's a referral, it goes into system, referral system. It's probably more personalized, right? Um, if it's cold, it's on, okay, great. You're either buyer or seller. If it's a buyer lead, they're going to go into a buyer system slash drip system. And then if it's a seller lead, it's a seller slash drip system. So make sure you guys are following this. You can't talk to everyone the same way they enter your world. That's where most people fuck up. Um, if someone comes into my world talking about selling a house and I'm telling them about buying a house, like we're, we're not speaking the same language. There's a little bit of a, 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 of a you got to speak their love language, right? And same thing is if it's a referral, like I'm not going to talk to them like I'm going to when I get a referral, I do them or I bro them. That's my style. That's my brand, right? And it's just the way I am. But if it's not a referral, I'm not going to bro or dude someone I've never met before. That little touch is a system is what we're talking about, you guys. And you can't run a business without it. Okay. I like that. All right. So walk we, me through that now. We actually break our clients down quite a bit further than that. So for us, they're not just buyer-seller referral. There's buyers, there are sellers, there are buyers and sellers. There are investors. There are renters. We, anybody who's bought Zillow leads before, you have a plethora of renter leads, <laughs> yeah. you know, no doubt. Um, save them because renters are future buyers. There's no, it's, it's not a garbage lead just because they weren't ready to buy a house right now. Um, they just need to be communicated with differently. Sure. Um, and then there's your sphere. Those are your friends. That's the other parents in your kids' classrooms. Uh, those are people involved in your nonprofit, at your church, wherever. Um, so depending on the level of harassment <laughs> I want to spend on each group is kind of how we dictate it. So for like our investors, the email sequence that they get signed up on once they're marked as an investor, after we talk to the client, if we haven't talked to the client, everybody comes in and is, gets a general um, kind of like a buyer, nurture, come talk to me, schedule a consultation with a link to my calendar and things like that. Um, but for the rest, it's very targeted. So for investors, we're talking about 1031 exchanges and DSTs. We're talking about short-term versus long-term rentals. We're talking about maximizing your return on your investment. We're You're talking not talking about, about the granite countertops and the stainless steel appliances and the square footage? I mean, you know, I hope <laughs> that they're, if they're investing in real estate, that they understand value-adding uh, <laughs> value adding aspects of the home. But, uh, crazy. Yeah. So we're focused on speaking their language. What, what are investors interested in? They're in interested in making more money. Same with sellers. We talk about curb appeal. We talk about cleaning services. We talk about moving in storage services. And these also offer, uh, open up opportunities to create um, relationships within your community, which can then boost your referral network. Um, you can even do cross marketing and I've seen agents do affiliate marketing with them as well, where they'll get, you know, a kickback as long as the relationship is disclosed to the clients ahead of time. hundred percent. That's like ancillary services is the future as commission compression oh. occurs. 
And if you're not trying to make money off of solar and getting your MLL license as a mortgage broker right now and making a 0.5 basis point on that, and you're not trying to charge up the movers, the renters and everybody, every other ancillary service, you're missing the thing. But uh, that's a whole nother uh, podcast. Um, question. Um, what percentage of your business is coming from warm versus cold like sources? And it sounds like you're like, it sounds like you've created these systems and now your agents are utilizing them, right? But yes. where are you guys generating? How much of it comes from like lead generation as opposed to marketing and warm? So how much is non-referral and repeat business as opposed to um, new leads? And then I want to go into your customer service systems next. Those are great questions. I think that it's really um, dependent kind of also where you are in your career. Sure. So years and years and years about 80% of my business was referral and I was still closing 20 plus transactions a year and 80% um, of my business was referral. I still have a lot of referrals coming through and I still close generally 15 referrals per year. However, because um, stepping up our game with our marketing, it, it, it doesn't equate to 80%. It's probably closer to like 40% now, you know? So it's um, it's not that we changed anything or we had a depletion in our number of referrals. It's more of the fact that- um, You're scaling. Yeah, we're growing. You're, you're feeding, you're feeding providing. people. Yeah, and as a team leader, I mean, we have 14 agents at the, at the brokerage. And so- um, typically when I get referrals, I really, really, really try <laughs> to, to service them personally, um, and do as much as I can. Uh, I have a partner that helps me with that just so that way I can, we can still be attentive and everything at the same time. Um, but making sure, and I check in with every single agent. I say, show me your active client list. Like I want to see it written down. I want you to tell, I want to be able to point at somebody and you can tell me exactly what's going on when the last time you talked to them is and why they're not in contract yet and go from there. Um, so I think when you're building systems, you know, something to keep into mind is like, I, I've tossed around the word harassment. <laughs> Yeah. You know, a lot of people just think like, okay, I'm going to get their email address. I'm just going to send them emails every couple of days until they respond to me. And then maybe they'll work with me. I don't know about you, but that has literally never worked when my kid sits there and taps at me to get, to get me to do something. It just mm -hmm. makes me angry and not want to do that. Yeah. And clients have the same reaction. So all of our sequences from the time you come into our database, the actual sequences are only seven emails long which lasts about three and a half weeks. That's exactly and, what mine is too. Yeah. Seven. And that, if you're not going to talk to me after a month, no harm done, but then you're going to move to a cadence of like every three weeks or four weeks, you'll get a single email. Yep. And I'll stay top of mind because timing is everything in real estate. Um, I can't tell you, you know, how many times it's just right place, right time. You mentioned the fact that you're a realtor Nine. because you 98 percent of the time exactly this morning i have an electrician at my house right now installing a ev charger thing and uh sitting there talking to him he goes well you know commercial slow da, 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 da. and i go well the real estate market's on fire right now we have no inventory and he goes 
well, I live over here. And I go, that's a great area. Those homes are great. There's a lot of construction going on over there. Yeah, we need to talk is what he says next. Yeah. And it's, yep, that's it's one how it's ten. It's one in 10, one in 15 that's people it. are moving this year. You just have to talk. Yep. Um, I saw, like, I saw this uh, stat. Actually, I'm doing a video. I don't want to hang up with you. And um, 49% of the market only did one or less transactions last year. I'm like, oh my God. Everyone's like, wow, that's pathetic. I'm like, no, that's an opportunity. Um, yeah. Because like that just shows you 50% of the agents are only doing one. My, my next question would be like, how many agents are only doing three a year? You know, and it's mm -hmm. just like, oh my God. So you really compete. There isn't a lot of, yes, there's a, millions of agents, but if you actually look at what the true competition is, um, it's not that much. And every single time you could look at every single one of the agents that are like doing the the top five or top 10%. And the one mm -hmm. thing that they all have in common is they all have systems. Like the conversation we're having right now is not French to them. They're probably jumping in and adding in some here. Oh, here's what I'm doing in my, in my systems and whatnot. Okay. So lead generation systems are one thing, but that's not the only type of system, right? We could have no. all kinds of systems. Um, let's segment into, here's a question that no agent can ever answer for me. Um, and it, it, here it is. Like, it's crazy. Like no one can ever answer this question. And I'm like, how the hell can, if you can't answer this question, how do you have a business? And the question is, is what the fuck do you do differently than your competition? No one could ever literally ask me the question. Generally the answer goes somewhere along the lines like this. It says, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get them the best damn deal. And I could possibly can, and I'm going to do the best job for them. Like you have a fiduciary duty. That is part of your responsibility. It's not a value added proposition. What is it that you do that people remember that make them say, wow, how do you wow people? So I have a couple of things I'll say, and I want to see what you do on your systems. When I first started, um, I knew that I had to wow people. My goal with every client wasn't to sell them the fucking house. That was the third goal. The first goal was to generate uh, one referral from them while mm -hmm. I'm selling them the house. The second goal was to then please them. So they return to me for repeat business and turn into a walking billboard for me. And then the third goal was then to eventually sell them a house in that order. The only way I accomplished goal number one and goal number two was through systems that I had in the business to wow them. So I'll give you guys an example of some systems that I would have. And this is how simple a system can be. When I would meet with a buyer or seller for a presentation, I would legally bribe them with a brownie gift. I would make sure the brownie would show up before I showed up to listing or buyer's presentation so that I already had something of value I gave to them. Every single time the legal bribe worked, that's just a system. So the system was, hey, you want to meet with me? Okay, great. I know it takes 24 hours for the brownie to show up at your door. I'm going to schedule my appointment face-to-face -face in 36 hours. Okay, that's a system, you guys. Also, when I'd get hired, I would send out a little letter with a $10 gift card. Hey, I really look forward to working with you. So I want to get you a coffee. I'm, I'm, I appreciate the opportunity. It was just a nice touch point just to say, hey, thanks for working with me, just to show them that I care. When they went under contract, they got a mortgage contingency I would buy them a gift. The second the contingency was lifted, I would buy them a $100 gift card in their soon-to-be-old or new neighborhood. And then I would wow them with a crazy closing gift. And not a gift card, not a bottle of wine, something that they had to fucking put on their, on their wall that was a billboard in their house. Like a bonsai tree. Like a signed autograph of a Chicago Blackhawks player that they love. Right? Like Because I'm in it for the long game. So these are little systems that every client had. Because all I was after was not the closing for that client. I was after the next transaction. Yeah. That's leverage. So if you don't have systems in your customer service that wow people, it's also very difficult to build a referral-based business or a repeat business. So what is it? What kind of things do you advise agents to do when it comes to working with buyers or sellers? Because quite frankly, a lot of people don't have anything in place. It's just sort of like a, there's not really an experience at all. That's fine. Um 
So first of all, clients are looking for one thing. Do what you say you're going to do. So from the time you first make a, you know, have a conversation with them, tell them that you're going to do something and then do it and say, as promised, here is the information I told you that I was going to send you. As promised, here is that report. So show them that you're trustworthy. Number one, that sets you apart immediately because most people go into a meeting with a, a realtor feeling very uneasy and not super willing to, you know, trust them. So create that report. That's no, nobody's hunky dory about going to a meeting with a realtor. No, no, literally no one. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you, I do something similar uh, prior to my listing appointments. I actually use Uber to deliver a package to the house and a cute little box that I had printed out. That's way better. What do you send them? And um, you want to see? Yeah. So she's sending them a gift like that. That gift is like so powerful. It's not even the cost of it. It's the fact that some physical arrives um, to it and it never fails. It's it's the icebreaker. It's what always leads the conversation. All right. So she's pulling up this box. If you guys are watching this on video. Uh, so what is what am I looking at here? It says, I'm not sure if it's for you, but if you're thinking about making a move, you'll want to take a look at what we prepared for you. And it says, inside, you'll find your home equity report, our dynamic marketing plan, and some valuable resources to help you with planning your next move. So it's like a kit. And, oh. Yep. It opens up, and it shows our process on one side. It shows the home buying process on the other. And then there's just a little note inside with a QR code with my contact information. It goes to a digital business card. And that's and, not even, that's buyer's consult? Yeah. Okay, the, so... Uh, sellers the specific so let me, one let me unpack this for people that are just listening on audio which she just showed me she basically created a clumpy mail buyers and sellers presentation that she sends to them ahead of time it's almost like a great pre-listing packet to send out it's not and it, it looks like it's all color coded it's it's pretty looking and it's not that like people are even they probably don't remember anything that goes on in it what they remember is the fact you sent them a box well, I throw some pins in there. I throw some branded mints in there. I throw a couple brochures in there, a selling brochure. I sell, send, uh, put some resources for moving and storage in there. So um, so when you show up, what's I'm the first thing they say? Yeah, you're already hired. What, what's the first thing they say when you show up in the box? Is it already sitting on the table for them? Like oh, when, yeah, you're, when you're there? It is always sitting right there. Yeah, <laughs> I figured. And they're like, this was amazing. Like we got a chance to review this. It answered a lot of our questions. We want to show you the house. Where do we sign? That's dope. Um, I so think the number one thing that any realtor listening to this, if you take away nothing else, the biggest game changer in my career with winning listings every single time was quit leaving gray areas on the table. So what I do at every single listing when I sit down with the seller is I say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have it on the market by this date. And then I reverse engineer it, which means that we need to have staging in by this date, which means my stager needs to come the week prior to take a tour of the home. We're going to set inspections up. They're going to happen either this day or this day. Then we're going to have the cleaning crew in and they're going to do this. If there's any repairs, that's going to go on during these days. And so they already know that I have every single detail covered to make sure that their home is totally ready when we're ready to hit the market. 
Dope. You remind me of uh, my friend Lawrence Shu in Chicago. You guys are like spitting images of each other like crazy. <laughs> um, unbelievable. Um, it's great. You, you're right. Like that. And how much does that cost you? These? Yeah. Maybe a couple bucks a box. So she, a couple bucks a box, but it also costs her the time of ordering it, cutting the Uber, or making sure it gets delivered and all of that. Now, I don't know what your mindset is there for you, but I'm going to guess is that mm -hmm. you're bribing your, your listing client to ensure the fucking listing. So you're not scared to spend the $5 or the 20 minutes it takes to order it, are you? Yeah, no, it's, I want to show them I'm a professional. And I want to show them that I'm not just, I didn't just have my assistant print out comps before I came and, and hand them to me so I can hand them to them and call it a day. Dope. I'm also Good. showing them that it's not just a blanket presentation that I give to everybody. Yes, there's things in there that are used for every seller and things like that. But a lot, there's also a lot of custom materials to their individual property in there as well. Do you remember the last listing presentation you lost? No. <laughs> I knew she was going to say that. <laughs> I do not. Oh, boy. No, I, I find that um, maybe I'm just one of those people. I When you're talking to me, you can tell if, <laughs> if I'm confused or angry or sad. I, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And so to me, it's eliminate all the gray areas because that's when everybody gets all antsy and distrust comes and everything like that. Be, ahead of, be two steps ahead of the game. I will tell you in my professional life, the moment that I had the realization that today, today's tasks were preparing me for tomorrow's duties, the moment that mind shift happened, I was no longer scrambling. I was showing up prepared, ready, and, um, you know, able to conquer whatever came my way. What other little, um, yeah. And, and like, you could answer the question, what's the difference between um, you and me? Like you're demonstrating it as we speak, you guys. Um, so like, don't, you know, how many, like I used to literally, this is before MapQuest came out. So when I first became a real estate agent, it was 2002, right? We didn't have fucking MapQuest. I I literally had to learn. I, I, I would literally drive the streets because I didn't know how to get, how to get myself around Chicago. So I would I would pre-drive the streets just so I didn't look like an idiot when I had the clients in the car with me because I had no clue where I was going. And yeah. literally, I would have to print out, uh, it was called MapQuest. I don't know if you remember that, but MapQuest instruction. Oh, I did that too. Uh, I started. You print it out and you, you'd go there. But then I remember one other thing I did early on was I didn't understand numbers. So the MLS in Chicago, at least at the time, I think they still have it, but they had this really cool, like simple to understand mortgage calculator that I would calculate the total monthly payment per house reflective of the taxes and the HOA specifically for that house. Mm -hmm. um, and people really appreciated that because it was different per property we visited. So, yeah. but it was literally because I was 22 years old. I knew I had to fucking wow them because I was like, dude, I wouldn't buy a house for me. Like real, realistically, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what I'm doing. I wouldn't, why are you using me to buy a house? So I knew I had to compensate with customer service, I'd at least appear smarter than I was at the time, um, which is why I put together all of these things ahead of time. But the preparation early on just to show houses was like an hour down yeah. and towards the end of my career. I was like, dude, whatever. I just showed up and showed them because I already knew everything. But the point was, is that I was playing the game to prepare and prepare for the experience that the clients would have because it's just, 
and it didn't fail. Like it's, I don't know why this is so hard to understand for people though. That's probably, I think my most frustrating part in the real estate industry. I'm sure, you know, the, the reason why you probably don't have 300 agents is because you can't find the other 97 or so that will understand your process and why you're doing it. Um, I see that in the business all the time. Like they just don't get it. Like folks, you're an entrepreneur. You're not running this damn business as you're not working a job. Right. And nobody, you might be in a good office, like reward realty. Well, they'll have all of this system set up for you and will allow you to, to go ahead and, you know, succeed. But that's why four out of five agents fail. They don't have this shit set up. They don't have systems. You cannot build a business without systems, period. What else do you want to say about systems? Anything else on, um, there's customer service systems. There's lead generation systems. What else have we missed um, that you want to talk up, talk or touch on? Um, I mean, consistency is key. I think that in marketing your business, um, my number one because I track my profitability and I, I track my numbers and and how much I'm putting in each month. To each of the different avenues that we're um, using for marketing, every single month, my my, I think I'm at like 37x. <laughs> uh, is these plastic postcards that I send out? Um, and is that who does that go to? Your a farm or your database? It, it goes actually to. Um, so sorry. Cause I like it, uh, database farming. I love. It's not to my database. It actually goes to non-owner occupied properties within the county. That we okay. Absentee owners. I like it. Yeah. I send out 7,500 a month and I probably get five to 10 listing calls each and every month from it. And it's definitely has the highest ROI of like anything else I've tried. Um, but the thing I noticed about it and like the point I want to make is because I do do a lot of marketing around my listings. We send out five pieces of mail for every single buyer sale and seller sale that we transact in, letting them know, giving them updates on the status of the sale, home valuations, introduction letters, things like that. Sure. Last year, going into 2024, 2023, I had 11 listing agreements signed for Q1. Of that year. This year I had like two. And it was because I stopped doing my plastic postcard farming regularly. I got busy and I was seeing other areas pick up and I was exploring other avenues to bring in business as well. And I you let were, it fall. You were being a squirrel. I know. I know. It was so silly. So like in December, what as I was working on my business plan and and pulling up the budgets and everything for this next year, really planning ahead. I knew that I had to get back on track. So it's it's Smart. it's easy. It's easy to fall off and like lose track of one thing. We have to wear a lot of hats in real estate. So nobody's saying that it's easy. Take one chunk, focus on it, complete it, and then go to the next one. The um well said, um, because you're right. Um that it happens with video a lot, you yeah. know, and when we we we'd be like, I like. There's a couple of people who should, I blew you guys up. I'm not going to lie. All right. But you got so complaints that I'm not calling you out by names, but you know who you are. If you're listening to the show and I know you are um, 12 months and then they're blind. It's huge. Like all of a sudden it's night and day from a 12 month, but then I don't need to do video anymore, bro. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. 
That's yeah. what happens. It happens to me in a lot of ways where we get complacent off of a lead source that was working, but then you're like, oh yeah, maybe I don't need to do that anymore because this ego thing is real. Like it's legit. Yeah. Like you could get an ego so fast in this business and it is the de- number one most detrimental thing. And even the best agents, their ego will still get the best of them sometimes. Just like what Caroline just said, she you have to have that vulnerability with yourself and realize when you make mistakes, then fucking own them. Like you just did. Uh, appreciate yeah. and applaud that. That's fantastic. But you know your numbers too, so you review them. Yeah. With someone else, I this do. is something that a lot of people don't do either. Yeah, if you're not, like I said, if you're not tracking your business and your your ROI and your expenses and things like that, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. (laughs) You have a hobby that's very expensive. And I really encourage you to look into something more profitable. Yeah. Start collecting stamps or something. I mean, um, baseball cards. (laughs) Hey, but but I know I'm curious. People want to know your plastic postcard before I do let you go. Um, Plastic postcard. Um, You're sending it to um, absentee owners. So people don't live in the house. Do you have any other data? fields that you're filtering over that is, is there a mispayment in there is there high equity what other fields is it just absentee owners or are you layering that data on top of it i have done it with homeowners and things like that and layered like filters uh age and you know life events and things like that in the past um i think it really depends on the market that you're in and, and where you're at so right now here in the bay area people have a lot of money they've been sitting on not wanting to move up and not really sure if they are going to move up or and kind of a slowdown on the purchase of investment properties sure. within the area, unless they're like fix and flips. Um, so for a lot of the calls that I've experienced the last couple months, these are people that own four or five properties that are rental properties locally. Cash but, but because the taxes in California and, you know, prices are as high as they are, they're like, all right, well, let's take our return from this. We've already made a lot of money, reinvest it out of state. And so that's why I have a network of agents that I work with throughout the country. And so I'm always connecting with people in different, you know, major metropolitan areas with investment opportunities that I can share with my clients. Um, and not only, and that's one of the things also that we're doing with our investor drip is starting to put in investment opportunities. So when we have investors that are selling their investment properties, we can send that out as a blast to, you know, this is already rented to tenants. Here's the return. Here are the numbers. Are you interested in this? And it also helps our sellers of these types of properties make the decision on whether they want to go to market or whether they'll sell to another investor and have a little bit more flexibility over the 1031 exchange. Um, so de- definitely like options. And I think just making sure that you're well-versed in all of these different categories and identify your perfect client. Like, who do you want to work with? Do you want to work with 55 and older? Do you want to work with first-time home buyers? Do you want to work with investors? Lean into that. Create a plan to reach that group of people. Don't get distracted on the sidelines by all these other people. Focus on the type of person that you want to work with. At make your content around that type of client. Give them, you know, make your emails and everything appeal to that type of client. And, uh, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. Agreed. Great show. Why don't you yeah. tell everybody, if you guys have any uh, referrals for Bay Area, um, why don't you tell them where they can reach you or any if they want to learn more about what you're doing or follow you on social and whatnot. Caroline Hobbs RE on Instagram. 
And uh, our website is rewardrealty.org. Um, you can also reach me by email at caroline at rewardrealty.org. Thank you, Caroline. That was awesome. And thank you folks for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. Folks, if you like what you're seeing here and you want a system to stay in front of your database so they stop forgetting who the hell you are and more importantly, start sending you their friends and family and come to you for repeat business, you need to get Referral Suite. That's www.referralsuite, like Popsicle, S-W-E-E-T.com. We help you with your social media content each month, automate your direct mail to your database, and we help you with your video email content. We give you everything. All you got to do is shoot the video and send it out. It's very simple. Stop chasing a bunch of strangers. Start farming your relationships, nurturing them, stay in front of them, and become more referable, and you will start attracting business. Appreciate you guys. See you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.